Welcome to the Autism and Neurodiversity Podcast. We're here to bring you helpful information from leading experts and give you effective tools and support. I'm Jason Grigla, a licensed counselor and founder of Techie for Life, a specialized mentoring program for neurodiverse young adults. And I'm Debbie Grigla, a certified life coach. And maybe most importantly, we're also parents to our own atypical young adults. Friends, hello. Good to have you here. I'm really excited to talk to you about this topic I have for you today. So I hope you're ready. We've got part three. In part one, we talked about checking in, if you remember. It was all about asking yourself, what are you feeling right now? And just pausing and practicing, getting some awareness around your emotions. And then in part two, we talked about feeling it, processing those emotions and working through them before you just react to those emotions or take those emotions into your parenting interactions. So if you haven't listened to those first two episodes, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to those, part one and part two of three ways to parent with confidence. Today, I want to talk to you about a simple yet impactful tool to help you parent with increased confidence. It's hard to feel confident and secure in your parenting if you don't know what you want or where you want to head. So today I want to talk to you about choosing your result and doing it in a way that actually helps you get that result. This is about having a goal and being intentional instead of parenting on default mode, which looks like doing what you've always done, which may or may not be giving you the result you want. If you aren't intentional about the results that you want in your parenting, it's really easy to fall into fear-based or reactionary parenting styles or approaches. And if you, for example, want to yell less at your kids, it's hard to just stop doing something like that without having a clear plan for what you want to do instead. So if you don't know where you want to take things or what you want to accomplish, It's really easy to just go off the rails and have a negative interaction or results because of that. So choosing your result ahead of time helps you lead as a parent instead of just reacting. So I want to give you an example. I um, drive the same path to take my kids to school sometimes or pick them up or when I need to go pick them up from school and take them to dance, my girls. It's the same route that I take. And I kind of can just, I'm in kind of autopilot for that route. Like I'm going to their school and I just know where to go. I don't have to think much about it. And then when summer comes and they're not in school, my girls do swim team. And the pool is on a very similar route. So it's almost a similar path, but instead of going straight through the stop, the four-way stop, I turn right at it. When I first start taking them to swim lessons, it is so silly, but I will start heading towards their school. I mean, I've done this several times and I do this every summer. I just go into autopilot mode like I'm heading to their school. And then all of a sudden I realize, oh, wait a minute, we're going to swim, swim team, not, not the school. And so I have to like turn around or like quickly switch lanes and head to the pool. And then I'll get into that, that pool routine, right? Like I, I'm following that path and I know the route and I, I'm just autopilot to go to that pool. And then 
summer ends and school's back in session. And now I've got to like retrain my brain to go in back the path of going to the school. And this is this is what I'm talking about. If you don't have a destination, if you don't have a result in mind, you're going to keep going on that same path that you've been on unless you intentionally, oh yeah, I'm going a different path now. And it's actually uncomfortable for a little bit. Like I have to think about it and remember before it becomes second nature and just I can do it on autopilot again. And choosing your result is also different from choosing the result. So we don't have any control over what our kids think, feel, and do. They are their own humans. They're their own human beings. And we wouldn't want to control them if, even if we could, because then they wouldn't be learning and developing for themselves. When we go into parenting interactions, we only have control of ourselves and of how we show up. This isn't to say that we don't hold boundaries or give our kids consequences, like hold our kids accountable um, or manage things from time to time. That's part of parenting, and those are things that we do have control over. And we can connect, we can teach, we can mentor, we can guide, we can love them and nurture them. We simply have no control over our child's behavior or their responses. We have no control over whether they actually learn what we're teaching them or if they're going to make the kind of choices that we would want them to make. So when you practice pausing and taking a moment to consider the question, what result do you want? One, you're much less likely to parent from a default mode. Like I'm just default driving to the school. You're much less likely to keep parenting in the same ways that you always parent. Two, it can help you pull yourself out of the immediate moment and consider the bigger picture and your goals within that. So it kind of helps you take that little step back and look at things and consider things. And three, when you ask yourself, what result do you want? And you've chosen a result, you now have something to anchor yourself to. So if you realize you're veering off, you can remember the direction you want to go and get back on track. And you may veer off sometimes or a lot of the time because you're a human and that's okay. Having a clear result in mind is like being in a, in a soccer game and you get caught in like a scuffle where you're trying to get the ball from each other and a bunch of people are in a big pile up. It was one of the things we were always trying to get our kids on our soccer team to not do, like spread out. But they'd all like want to, especially new soccer players, they all want to like crowd the ball. And it's kind of like getting caught in that scuffle and then the ball, somebody finally like kicks it out of the the bunch of kids in it. and they come out and they have to like reassess where they are on the play on the playing field. And oh yeah, we want to get the ball to the goal, right? So it's like you come out of that and you get your bearings again and realize, okay, this is where we're headed. So having that clear result in mind helps you have that anchor of like, okay, reminding me, okay, I can remind myself, this is where I'm headed. So what kind of result do you want? This is an important question to ask yourself in the smaller day-to-day circumstances or specific parenting interactions and in the overall big picture goals that you have. Your big picture goals 
will inform your smaller goals. And a follow-up question to this can be, how will you know you've achieved your result? How do you measure that? If your answer to that question is along the lines of, well, I know I've achieved my result if my child is healthy and happy, or my child is doing well, or my child is behaving appropriately, or my child has friends, or things to be involved in, or has a job, or whatever the thing is. And I want to point out to you that we as parents have no control over any of those types of things. We may have some influence if we have a good relationship, but we have zero control over what they do and what their experience is and whether they're happy or not. Now, we can be a backseat driver, but we're not at the steering wheel of their life. To be a competent driver of one's life involves a lot of skill development. If you've ever had the lovely pleasure of trying to teach your child to drive, survived the experience, and lived to tell the tale, then you know it takes a new driver lots and lots of practice. And our neurodiverse kiddos often need a lot more practice to be comfortable and safe on the roads. Lots of practice is involved, even if they've watched lots of drivers, even if they've been in the car with drivers their whole life, even if they've taken a driver's education class or read about driving, even if they've been told how to drive or been shown how to drive. There's no shortcuts. If someone wants to learn to drive, they have to get behind a wheel and develop the many, many skill sets for themselves to be able to be competent at it. The gentle adjustments on the steering wheel, the varying amounts of pressure on the brake pedal for slowing or stopping, where to focus, you know, remembering to turn on your turn signal, parking, backing up, right? How to navigate a turn or a four-way stop, freeway driving, driving in different weather conditions, checking their rearview mirror. We obviously can't do these things for our kids. And if we keep taking over the wheel, which sometimes we may need to do, especially in the beginning, if we keep taking over that wheel, they won't ever have the opportunity to really learn how to drive. So when you ask yourself, what kind of a result do you want? Choose your result and focus on results that you actually have control over. So if your goal, for example, is to support your son or daughter in learning how to drive and getting their driver's license, you have control over and you can provide the necessities. For example, like a car to practice with or your time to take them out to practice. You can provide opportunities to drive with you when you're going somewhere in the car together You can provide insurance coverage to cover damages if they wreck or provide gas to make their car go. You can mentor, teach, guide, counsel, suggest, encourage. You can be calm, observant, curious about their thought processes, confident, patient, loving, determined, focused, aware. You do not have control over whether they're willing to even learn to drive or even want to. You don't have control over their capacity to learn, how quickly or slowly they pick up the skills, how well they pick up the skills, or their mood when they drive. And you especially don't have control over how they drive 
if and when they get their license and they're out driving on their own alone. We have three adult sons who drive, and they have they had the same parents, Jason and I, that taught them. And we have three different outcomes, three different personalities and styles of drivers, each with their own innate, learned, and practiced strengths and weaknesses. One of them went on to get his CDL, his commercial driver's license, and he's a much more skilled and competent driver than I am or ever could be. As parents, we can offer support and we can provide opportunities. But again, we cannot control how our kiddos respond or what they do or don't do, what they can or cannot do with what we offer. Now, if I get in the car to go practice with my son and I'm really uptight, worried, stressed, anxious, impatient, disappointed, frustrated, or even angry, and then I yell or I freak out or I boss him around, which I may or may not have had moments like that in the past. I may negatively influence and impact that driving experience for my son. Now, he might still learn to be a good driver in spite of me doing that. Or he might do something like just up and refuse and quit because he doesn't want to learn to drive with me if I'm going to be like that. And I wouldn't blame him. So this is where choosing your result really comes in. We know we can't control our kiddos. What we can do is work to show up and parent in a way that feels good to us, is in alignment with our values, and supports what's important to us. But remember, this doesn't always mean it's going to be easy or comfortable. Teaching your kiddo to drive is super valuable, but it is not comfortable. At all. Not even a little bit. So you get to choose how you show up and parent and what you focus your attention on and how you invest your time and your energy in your son or daughter. I have found that my best investment with the biggest returns is when I put the quality of my relationship with my child first over everything else. And that That has to be the part that I actually have control over, my part in that relationship. Of course, informed by their part. Now, how I think and feel about my son or daughter and their behaviors is going to lead to my result. So we get to choose our result, and then we get to think and feel and act our way to that result. So if I want to have a good experience with my son teaching him how to drive. Continuing with that example, I'm going to be thinking about, all right, what do I need to be thinking and feeling to have a good experience with him? And with one of my boys, my go-to is let's have fun. Like he really responds to keeping things light and fun. And so for him, I want to be approaching it with a fun feeling, amusement and playfulness and keeping it light. And I'm thinking of ways of how can I make this fun? And I'm showing up in a way that makes the experience fun for me and hopefully fun for him. For my other son, he's going to really want and he needs like calm and safe feeling. So I want to show up for if I was to teach 
you know, when I'm teaching him to drive in that example, I would be thinking, okay, I want to be reassuring, confident, and directive with him, actually. So I'm thinking, okay, let me be aware. I'm going to pay attention to his emotions. And I'm thinking and feeling my way through that to help create a positive experience. And I'm going to have a positive experience with that if I know that I'm showing up in ways that I know would be supportive to him. My other son, it would be more like, all right, let's do this. Let's get it going. In fact, the one that has the CDL, he was dragging his feet on getting his driver's license. And finally, I just realized, and it just hit me. And the one day I said, that's it. It's time to go get your driver's license. We're going to go practice parallel parking. I think that was the last thing that he needed practice with. We're going to go practice parallel parking, and then we're headed right to the DMV. Let's go. And he's like, okay. And we went, and we did it, and he was so happy to finally get his driver's license, and it changed his experience as a teenager in high school. But he'd been dragging his feet. I don't know. It just maybe felt uncomfortable, or he was unsure, and afraid he wouldn't do good, and he's my best driver. The other thing I want to point out is choosing your result is a simple but powerful thing to model and teach for your kids. Ask them, what result do you want in different situations? So many of our neurodiverse kiddos live very in the moment for various reasons, and they are often just barely keeping their head above water, let alone actually swimming to a destination. So asking them this question, even if they're not able to answer it right away or, you know, it takes time for them to practice this, but asking this question helps them start to develop the skill set of considering and choosing who they want to be and how they want to show up for their life. It helps them develop responsibility and maturity and ownership of their life to get some autonomy. It also helps us give that to them, like get out of always managing everything. It helps you open up a dialogue where you have an opportunity to listen and meet them where they're at, mentor them, guide them, and support them if they're open to you, if you have the kind of relationship that's conducive to that, which is one of the many reasons why relationships are my top priority because everything else rests on that. It's best use of my time and energy is investing in the relationship over all the other kind of parenting techniques and things. Start parenting with more confidence because you have a clear direction you're working towards and a process to get there, even if you make mistakes, fail, and hit the inevitable bumps along the way. Remember to get on my email list for more inspiration, tips, and insights. And when you get signed up, I'll send you a three-part video course that I recorded so that you can learn more about how to parent with confidence and security and really love your parenting journey. Bumps and all. Thanks for joining me here. Have a great week, friends. Take care. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Autism and Neurodiversity with Jason and Debbie. If you want to learn more about our work, come visit us at jasondebbie.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-D-E-B-B-I-E.com.